everyone. Welcome back from a long hiatus to It Was All a Stream. I am Chris here with my co-host and cousin, Neil. We're back. We're back. We are back from the long hiatus. Yes. I'm sure a lot has happened since we last podcasted. We are focused on two huge things that happened. Two full developments all the way through to completion as prior to our discussions today. Correct. You and I have both seen Spider-Man No Way Home. Oh, yes. As I'm sure the whole world has because it was, what, the third biggest opening ever behind Endgame and Infinity War. Exactly, which places this uh, right up in the upper echelons. So much for the uh, Marvel fatigue. Oh yeah, that's that's not a thing. Um, and then we are also going to be talking Hawkeye, which wrapped up its season. We only got to uh, talk about the first two episodes, so we're just going to do an overview of the rest of the season and the finale uh, that came out today. Um Let's start with No Way Home. So I was kind of telling you before the pod, I kind of structured this a little bit. Yes. Um, by coming up with some questions to ask that'll guide us through um, from beginning to end of the movie. Um, everyone be warned. Full spoilers. Spoilers galore. Spoilers galore. Please skip ahead or skip to the next episode, whatever it is, go see No Way Home before you listen to this. Absolutely, because we are Um, pouring through it. All right, let's start off. First question for you. How do you feel Peter Parker handled getting canceled? Wow. Uh, That's a a hell of an interesting way to begin. Um, I think he handled it really well. You think? All things considered. Uh, Okay. You know, he, he, he definitely handled it like a teen would handle it, seeking to, that's to, fair, you know, mesmerize everyone else out of canceling him. You know, it's an interesting thing, yeah. his decision to um, try to use a spell to uncancel Indeed. himself. Because that's exactly how it, what happened. That is a well said, well phrased question he was thank canceled. you he was he canceled got he got fully, fully canceled. canceled couldn't get into any colleges that was it for no him. he got yes. actually canceled this unlike other people who side. claim to be canceled <laughs> You're right. he was literally canceled this is the ugly side of canceling yes yes but he was getting himself uncanceled he didn't so like i i think he may or may not have handled it poorly um because for his number one go-to response to not getting into college to be let me go to dr strange and have him do some some voodoo um not the best idea not the best idea but definitely the idea of a high schooler fair but like narrative a high schooler going trying to get into mit well, eh, maybe they know, made the right call there. Correct. Maybe <laughs> um, they were right. To maybe they were correct, and their the admissions uh, people saw something. Um, that was a sign that maybe they made the right decision. 
but maybe also like go over the ground rules a little bit prior to just we're we're into the spell and that kind of falls on dr strange a little bit too also true it does fall on dr strange there's going to be another dr strange question i have a little later on with regard to portals but yes okay i feel like dr strange at this point should be more on his game well here here's the next question for you then um because the this is a good segue um, we do learn that Doctor Strange isn't actually the Sorcerer Supreme. Correct. That is Wong. Right. Um, because Doctor Strange was blipped, and on a technicality, he was right. gone for five years. They needed a Sorcerer Supreme, so Wong got the job. If you were Wong, and you mm-hmm. had to give Doctor Strange a performance review, what would you say? Well, my performance review of Doctor Strange in this scenario would totally be a a D minus, not an F, <laughs> but a D. I mean, look, A, he pulls Peter Parker slash Spider-Man into his world of topsy-turvy geometric mm-hmm. uh, upside-downness and is thwarted in his own world. So that's not good. That's not good. That's true. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. I think, yeah, it's it's not go- a good performance review. Not a good look. I think some of it does fall on Wong. Like, I understand you got your role on a technicality, but you're the man. Yeah. Lay down the law. Don't just be. Uh, don't be afraid of Doctor Strange. You're his boss. You're his boss. You can't you can't let him push you around and just be like, oh, do whatever you want. And leave and go on vacation or wherever the heck you were going. Yeah, where was he to going? Ski or right. something. I feel Do like some magical skiing. That's like, the problem. We keep leaving the sanctum sanctuary. You need some oversight. Yes. You need some oversight. He just got back from being blipped. Maybe manage a little better. Yeah, agreed. Let's manage this situation. Let's stay um, on our employees for a while. But yeah, uh, I think. Definitely, I, I would be letting Doctor Strange know that his um, uh, his organizational skills need to be upped a little bit. And, Leave uh, something to be desired. His his situational awareness, perhaps, yeah. could be enhanced. I, um, I'll tell you what, though, it his. Uh, involvement in this movie was just enough it wasn't too much it wasn't too little it was just enough yes. it it gave spider-man scale mm-hmm. even though he's a neighborhood guy which again this movie does a great job of of recapturing the neighborhood spider-man aspect yes so that we're ready Very for a much. smaller tale as opposed to the bigger tales we've been dealing with yep but captain uh, Cap- dr strange's involvement was perfect and uh, it got me re-excited for a Doctor Strange movie because it has actually been many years. Oh, yeah. It's been a Doctor while. Strange. Like that's, it's been a while. Yeah, it has been a while. Um, and we're going to talk a little bit later about uh, Multiverse, multiverse of uh, Madness, Madness because we got that was one of the end credits scenes was actually the trailer. Yes. for multiverse of madness so we'll, we'll do that a little bit later after talking about no way home 
let's continue on. This is something that actually we have spoken about multiple times on this podcast. Yes. We got what we wanted, and Green Goblin shed his physical mask. Chris, oh my God. How? Like, I I do feel like they've answered my angry letters that someone was reading them. I do feel like they listened to the show because I, I wrote that scene, dude. I remember saying like, they need to smash that mask and have him just be himself. Mm-hmm. They absolutely, absolutely nailed it. And I will jump right to the end and say, I, I absolutely think Willem Dafoe is an MVP of this movie. I think that's fair. I think that's very fair. He, when he's doing like his Willem Dafoe-iness. Well, yeah, but like he, he go, he does such a great job at like strangeness being like playing off that he's like innocent. Yes. Like, you know, he's not right, but you can see how Aunt May and Peter Parker would fall for it. Yes. Like just to be able to balance like that as an actor to be able to balance, like the audience is going to know I'm full of crap, but they're going to believe that these people wouldn't think that I'm full of crap. Exactly. is just like a a nice tight rope that, that he walked. I will admit even I was like in on it. I believed it. And I was upset about it because I was like, Oh, they're going to take his like balls away. They're going to like not make him. Right. But then you know, the tough. turn was, oh, was so, so perfect. When he so goes evil, he is unbelievable. And it's like still kind of campy, but he's mm. able to tweak it enough where he's not cartoonishly evil. And let's let's also give kudos to the fact that this is 20 years later. Okay, because it was like 2002, yeah. right? Spider-Man 1 comes out. So 20 years later, Willem Dafoe, the actor, still a marketable actor, okay? Yep. Makes sense to be in a major franchise. And, and two, B, he, he carries it off perfectly. He still plays sinister enough to be a leading villain in, a, in an ensemble cast of Spider-Man villains in a rogues gallery. Absolutely. Absolutely. Perfect. So after, after green goblin, who would you say was the best villain after green goblin? The best villain I would say was, it's strange because Doc Ock kind of pivots and becomes non villainy. Yeah. Uh, Although I thought he was amazing. Like those two were obviously the best two villains ever. And then Sandman was kind of crap in the original, so they're trying to revive him. And uh, Electro was also crap, and they're trying to revive him. I would say uh, I enjoyed Jamie. Uh, why am I saying Jamie Farr? Jamie Fox. Fox. Jamie Fox uh, more <laughs> this time around. Yeah, I I agree with you there. I think like I liked Alfred Molina. He was kind of yeah. just pl- doing the same thing that he did right last time, um, which was great. But it was a little like 
I don't not phoned in, but he was like he was on autopilot. Correct. Kind of. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's nothing crazy that he was doing there. I like Jamie Foxx because I think he was able he was it was a more reasonable take on that character. It was a more reasonable take and he was able to save it this time around. Yeah, I mean, let's the the, the lizard was a minor factor. Correct. Um in in the movie, which was good, that's what they needed to do and okay. Sandman you know the their approach to him was fine like it right. made sense um that he's just like kind of didn't care about any of it he's right. a villain but kind of not and he just wants to get the hell back Away home from there right um but i just you know i i felt like he could have probably been uh gotten a little less scream time a little less play um, but well, yeah. Other than that, like I liked the approach with Electro. I liked that you know they were taking away his power, and then he's yeah. like, "But wait a minute, I like having this power. I didn't like who I was before this." Right. There's and nothing wrong with me. I don't need fixing. Exactly. Exactly. Um, how do we feel? Yes. About Aunt May's death. I feel like given the multiverse, this plays well because for this Peter Parker, it's Aunt May. For the other Peter Parkers, it was Uncle Ben. Uh, he finally gets delivered that key piece of advice. You know, with great power comes great responsibility. Uh, I, I'm fine with it. Like I, I think I think it's okay because you you do need that. Like Peter Parker, Spider-Man, like needs that in his life. Mm-hmm. So, and given, you know, again, we, we said spoiler alerts. So given the fact that this movie is a total system reset. Yeah. That plays even better because now it's like we get a, a, a fresh Spider-Man after this. Yeah. And I also, I agree with that. And I also like that she's his uncle Ben. Yeah. They didn't do the same thing that we've seen over and over again, where it's like, Oh, he has uncle Ben, uncle Ben dies. He has uncle Ben, uncle Ben dies. Like the, she was, she played both roles. She played the, she was a single parent and she played the role of uncle Ben, father figure and aunt may mother figure. Um, from the first time we meet this iteration of Peter Parker to right. this most recent uh, movie that we see with him. So I like that, that they leaned into that dynamic and they basically said, okay, she's going to say the line. And it was, it's cool. The way she says it is a little bit different because she says yeah. it how it was originally written in the comic yeah. books, not how it's always said afterwards in all the movies Correct. and cartoons and stuff. So I thought, you know, it was played really, really well. Um, and yeah, I, I, I was sad to see her go. Um, but I thought that, like you said, it, it fit in with this uh, reset that we're getting for right. Tom Holland's version of Spider-Man. Which, let's so going through, so the, the other thing about this movie was, I feel like this was a tryout for 
the like it was essentially the Sinister Six, but with five. Yeah. Okay. And so that worked out. Uh, it was a better version of Spider-Man three from Sam Raimi's verse. Because if you remember Spider-Man three, if you think back, oh yeah, I I watched it recently. Right. Uh, the final battle is essentially is that. the same. They're in a scaffolding, a scaffolding. Yes. And yeah. And, and Sandman is enlarged and it's like, it's a whole thing. So yeah, there was at the end, I was like, Oh my God, it's Spider-Man three, but it's, it's better Spider-Man three. It's good. Yes. And if you remember when we were talking about the lead up to this, I was like, I just hope they don't fall into the same rabbit hole of having all these villains and going the Spider-Man three route. I don't know if you could have all these villains yes. had they not been previously established well, obviously, in yeah. prior movies. Because the, I think what we're coming to realize is like in Spider-Man 3, they just introduced the villains in that movie. Right. It's like the same issue that we have with like DC movies versus MCU movies where DC, they just have the justice league without introducing all the characters in previous movies. Right. Turns out that you also have to do that with villains. If you're going to have multiple villains in people care in a movie, you need to establish them prior to that movie. Otherwise you're going to have way too much groundwork to make up. Correct. So that's why I think this worked really well. Um, You had do you, another god. Do you think it's that easy to just be a wizard? <laughs> uh, it seems that easy to be a wizard when his best friend Ned uh, just says Peter Parker and waves his hands, and all of a sudden portals open. It's it's t- so. I I think you can tell that I loved this movie. Yes. However, we're not burying the lead. Right. However, I it's tough because the one nitpick I have leads to one of the best moments in the entire movie. Like the one nitpick I have is the fact that Ned just knows how to open up a portal. Knows how to be a wizard. But again, one of the best parts of the whole movie is when Andrew Garfield comes walking through that portal oh. and then shortly after yes. Toby McGuire does. And we knew that that was, we knew they were going to be in it, but still it was a perfect reveal. It didn't make it any less impactful. Correct. 100% correct. I it didn't make it any less impactful. Uh, I, I think that was a perfectly serviceable way of doing it. Like I have no trouble with him saying, yo, Peter Parker, okay. The issue was, for me, those guys got brought into this world, the villains, because they knew who Peter Parker was. Right. Who Spider-Man was. Why would the Peter Parkers be brought over? Because they know who Spider-Man is, too. They are Themselves. him. They right. are him. So we're... But then where are all the other Spider-Mans from all the other worlds? 
they only brought in the ones from those two worlds. Like the uh, the other right. ones were trying to fight through. He stopped the spell before they were all brought in. Mm. Some leaked through. Some leaked through. The, the five yeah. villains that we got and the two Spider-Man men were the ones that leaked through. And everyone else, he stopped it in time. Word. So I'll tell you what. So I'm good with that. On the subject of is it that easy to be a uh, wizard? Why do we think Peter Parker was able to crawl his way back into his body when Benedict Cumberbatch did the like super chest bump and threw him out of his body? Oh, and like wave the yeah the box away right. from him. Wave the it box. It was right um. Spidey sense. That was Spidey sense. Okay. So yeah. because he has this extra sense, he's able. I'm to pretty convinced that was Spidey sense. His his body was automatically reacting because that's how he naturally would be. Got it. Anyways, yeah, that was I'm an instinct thing. I agree, an instinct. Thing. Yeah, I yeah, yep, yep, yep. Um, do you think all of the Spider Men are too nice? Ooh. I, I, okay. Let's see here. Yes, because they have the other two Spider-Men have been through some stuff. Yeah. And like, I think by now in their 40s or late 30s, they would be grizzled a little bit. Okay. Having said that, and I don't know if you're leading to this, I'll jump the gun. Having said that, uh, I I have always felt this way, even back when, you know, 55-year-old Tobey Maguire was swinging from uh, lampposts back in 2002. <laughs> Old Tobes proves again why he is still the best Spider-Man, I think. Okay, okay. Like, well, we'll, the, we'll, we'll we, we're probably going to get there. We're probably okay. going to get there. But I think for me makes sense why um, Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man and Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man are incentivized to try to cure the villains before sending everyone back home. Mm. Because they have something, they have stuff to make up for. Yes. That will, um, the, the baggage that they carry, it will come off of them by yeah. curing them they make up for things of the past the those villains deaths things like that i agree with that tom holland spider-man while it's probably appropriate that he's that nice i think he's too nice he should have just pressed the button way earlier in the movie way earlier in the movie like that's another thing i'm ashamed to admit to myself I'm, I'm, I like. I would have totally pressed the button in the basement. And yeah, I don't mess with timelines, man. Yeah. I don't mess with timelines and fate. It is what it is. It is what it is. Sorry, gang. There's Sorry, infinite possibilities of what's going on if they are yeah. gonna die or what. You know what? Click boom. Not mm-hmm. gonna play God. I'm just not gonna... gonna play God. Yep. Not gonna play God. And then, like I said, click boom. And uh, you know, Doctor Strange. Can we just like uh? you know mesmerize the admissions officer instead of the whole world maybe, maybe that's our problem 
<laughs> Probably. Um, yeah. I think, though, having said that, um, one thing, because I went and saw this movie with my wife, right. and one thing she was saying is, like, she was getting frustrated. Like, why is he helping the bad guys? Why yeah. is he helping the bad guys? Right. Which, like, yes, makes sense on the surface. However, it is very appropriate for the character and who Peter Parker is to try to help everyone no matter right no matter who they are it, it does not matter so it's very similar to like it, base rules on the character like base rules for characters like batman and superman they don't kill yes base level they just don't that's that's if, it if not in their kill, it's really like it's a different character you could do different takes or whatever, but like, yeah. is it really Batman if Batman kills? You know, that's true. So that's kind of the same thing with Peter Parker as well. He's in that realm. He does not kill. But when you think about it, through all iterations, I guess with the exception of Tom Holland, there has been a death directly related to a Spider-Man. There action. are always death there's always death surrounding peter parker yes but he's never the one metaphorically he, pulling the trigger right on purpose you know what he's i mean he's pull, never pulling the trigger right he but may he be, is the cause he may be the cause for yeah. someone's death but it's never intentional yeah agreed agreed which um, was a nice uh which was a night a great scene um, between Tobes and Tom Holland when Tom Holland Spider-Man is like he's going to snap and he's going to kill the Green Goblin. Yeah, so I was going to ask you um, yeah. what was your favorite moment from this film? That is that's difficult because there was fan service. There was like if you, you know, obviously Andrew Garfield and Tom Holland are back. So seeing them was amazing. Mm -hmm. I, I really did like the, those reveals. I love, even though I'm not a big Andrew Garfield like fan, although, you know, you had me watch, what do you call it? And I have a new tick, respect tick, for his talent. Yeah. Yep. Um, I did really enjoy that interaction where they're like testing him. Like, are you really Spider-Man? Yeah. He's hanging on his own. But I have to say my favorite, my favorite scene is is the turn where uh, Norman Osborn reveals that he is he's been playing everyone? Yeah, you know where Spider Man, where you know Tom Holland is in this like Spidey sense state, and he's like something. I don't something's wrong. I don't know what it is, but something's wrong. And then that reveal because Willem Dafoe just nails that tone perfectly. Yep, I thought that was the best executed like dialogue scene yeah yeah i i mean that's that's tough to argue with i think my favorite you? moment yeah and this is kind of a weird one okay but like i don't know if i could stress enough how much i loved this and how perfect it was was when um mj is right. falling yeah from the scaffolding tom holland goes to try to save her he gets knocked out by yes. green goblin and then andrew garfield's spider-man 
dives down and saves her and learns from his previous mistake from his movies not to not whip. to web her yeah and actually saves her and then that moment where like she asks are you okay yeah he's got tears in his eyes and he says yeah. yes i'm okay where he that was him making up for and and absolutely defeating the demons of killing um gwen stacy accidentally Tremendous. but that was such a perfect moment and yes. so well acted by by andrew garfield and like such a flex by marvel because they were like yeah like i know we're working in tandem with you sony but we're just gonna fix all the things that you messed up <laughs> right we're gonna fix movie. all your nonsense fixed everything all of it is fixed including the worst of spider-man was right. fixed you're welcome yeah 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 I um, agree. I think that was that was very good. I that is an excellent scene, and he really does sell that well too. Oh my god, so well. Yeah. Um, so who is the best Spider-Man? Tom Holland, Andrew Garfield, or Tobey Maguire? We have a plethora yes. of Spider-Man content and movies now from all three of them. Considering okay. all of it. Hmm. I think. What do you think? How would you so, rank them? All things considered, Tom Holland is obviously the most commercially successful and accepted mm-hmm. Spider-Man. However, Tobey Maguire is even at and and that that line from Andrew Garfield about like, are you? You know, are you going into battle as a super cool youth minister, or are you? Yes, so that was perfect. But like, he just he does exude um, kindness. Like he does exude yeah a an innocence. So I think I think he is the best Spider Man, or or uh, should we say who's the best Spider Man? Who's the best? Peter Parker or all in one. I, I got to vote Let's... for Tobey Maguire. Okay. Okay. I think that's fine. I, I don't think any of them are bad. Mm. First, first and foremost, right. if I'm looking at strictly Peter Parker's not looking at the movies, which movies were better, which right. were more commercially, like who is the best at the character that I know to be, Peter Parker slash Spider Man. Okay. From the comics, from the from all of the other content we have prior mm. to the movies, I would say Tom Holland is the closest to what I envision Spider Man to be. Part of that has to do with his age, right, and the depiction of him in high school as opposed Indeed. to the the other two. Um, but it's a lot of his mannerisms, his interactions. Um, as Spider-Man, he's a lot of able to do a lot physically. Mm, yes, that uh, he's very athletic. Like he's able to do a lot of stuff that the other two are. So he's my number one. My number two will actually surprise you. I always felt that I enjoyed 
Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man more than Tobey Maguire. However, Tobey Maguire was in infinitely better movies than Andrew Garfield is. I never thought that Andrew Garfield was given an opportunity to really shine the way he could have. Yes, just because writing, of the material and the writing and the movies yeah. he was in, he the was tools like he was given were terrible. Yeah, he was like a, a the, bringing it to sports. He was like a superstar athlete, like a superstar mm. quarterback that's stuck on a a the terrible Browns. team every yeah. single year, and you could really never know how truly good he is. I I agree with that, especially now that I've had more Andrew Garfield experience. And just from the from this movie too, he shines so much in this in this movie. I liked him more as Spider Man in this movie than in any of his movies. I agree with that too. Yeah, I, yeah. I totally. Um, what do you think the future is for Tom Holland's Spider Man? So basically, we have all this craziness happen, and then at the end, Doctor Strange ends up having to do the spell all over again but this Mm. time everyone has to forget who peter parker is in general everyone in the world i feel like would not no it's extreme it's It's extreme extreme, like that was extreme but narratively needed yeah narratively it works but extreme yes um i well i feel like they're heading back towards which given the reveal of the new spider suit that he makes for himself, um, which is essentially the original Spider-Man suit, like light blue and very Mm -hmm. what I like, what I long for, you know, what, what you mean, what you and I thought Tobey Maguire's was when we first saw it, we were like, Oh my God, it's so real. It's so like the comic book, but this one, even though we got a a short glimpse at it, this one really is like the comic book. It seems, Mm -hmm. um, I feel like they're going to go back to neighborhood threats, you know, New York threats, not like, you know, global catastrophe, uh, Avengers level threats. They're going to do more your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, which I'm excited about because we do need to X, like we need to reshuffle the Marvel deck and exercise him from the Avengers a bit. Yeah. I think that, uh, I think that's, fair which like i think what was good about the mcu is that because again like in the original material well the very beginning spider-man was never allowed in any of the teams he was always trying to join the fantastic four he wasn't Mm. allowed to join the fantastic four he's trying to join the avengers the avengers wouldn't take him um later on he was part of all of the teams so like I, I kind of liked that they started off that way and he's integrated in all this different stuff. Yep. Um, I like that they can go back and forth in his own movies. He can be, you know, the neighborhood Spider-Man and then in Avengers movies or whatever, he can hop in and team up with them. But I like that for his individual movies, they're kind of bringing it back because in his individual movies, like, the ones that we've gotten so far, um, the vulture was smaller scale, right? Right. Then when you get to um, 
far from home that's a little bit larger scale because shield is involved shield that involved, whole thing presumed you know global terror uh, right. that mysterio's created it's like we don't have iron man so we need you spider-man right so like i like that now he's back to okay new york city mm. this is where the threats are gonna be this is my home turf right my no domain. more connection to shield no more connection to anyone um, and given the first post credit scene it's obvious they're going to now integrate venom into this franchise correct it does look like they're going to do that which i think was i like how they did it because yeah. everyone's been wanting oh um tom holland spider-man to go up against uh tom hardy's venom like yeah. are they in the same universe what's going on blah 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 all this stuff let there be a let tom hardy's venom exist there and then let venom exist in the mcu somewhere else i think they're they're doing it well where it's like okay sony you can have your spider verse that's fine your right. sony movie and we're gonna have verse, our venom this our spider-man in the mcu is anything spider-man related is going to be in a spider-man movie we're not doing spin-offs yeah. we're not doing that whole thing right. so you could get your streamlined spider-man here in the mcu and you could get Which your offshoots sense. over there in in sony which makes sense to me. And I like, I'd prefer they had done Venom a little closer to its comic roots, but I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see this because here's the thing. Once you get through the Venom film, the Spider-Man Venom film, however they end it, whether they continue to have him so that Tom Hardy can make his movies or whether there's a, a total resolution. Uh, I think once we're through with him, it'd be interesting to see what the next two films will be like in the in the yeah. tri- the next trilogy. That'll be the first well, of the three, and then what will the villains be in the second and third? There's also been like constant rumors that um, right now with the MCU, we're being directed towards Secret Wars. Yeah, um, which is the origin of venom and the 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 venom suit and the venom costume because when peter parker is part of secret war wars off in space that's where the that's where the venom costume which would comes about the venom spider the black uh spider-man costume so you know let's let's if this is a sign towards oh confirming secret wars that'd be sick it would be, again, to live in a world where they've got a Guardians of the Galaxy live-action movie. To live in a world where, uh, even though it was crap, I've seen the event, the uh, Justice League live-action. Mm-hmm. To then get a Secret Wars would be the best thing yep. ever. Like Especially if they do it right and pull it off. I've waited so long. I've waited since the 90s cartoon. Like you were talking about, uh, you were talking about when you think of Peter Parker and your memory of like the comic and everything else. Yeah. But for me, like I was always a Batman comics guy, um, Daredevil, things like that. But for me, my Spider Man knowledge is almost solely from 
the 90s cartoon. Yep. So that's why, like, Tobey Maguire speaks to me because he is that guy. Right, right. Because that iteration of Spider-Man, he was a little older. older. Like, in college. Yeah, yeah, older version as well. Yeah. Um, Last bit. This isn't one of the... We're through with the questions now. I do want to talk a little bit about how perfect this movie was able to balance nostalgia it was perfect now i'll do a little spoiler alert myself for next week Okay. okay i think this movie did a better job of dispersing its nostalgia than matrix resurrections interesting okay so you watched that we are going to be discussing that next week i did um yes. but yeah i i do think like this my major concern this with this movie is mm. that it was going to go down the road a lot of other franchises have where it was going to be all about the fan service yeah and not about actually telling a new and original story using the previous material as uh it's guidebook yeah it's guidebook and um kind of like ammo in its arsenal to pull out whenever they wanted i think this was a good balance this was not fully nostalgia focused like other movies have been now we didn't see at least i don't know if you have i didn't see the new ghostbusters i did a lot of what i critique of what i heard about that was that it was solely made for fan service and that was kind of that was that was it that's all we were getting um so like that's what worries me about a a lot of this stuff is like oh we're bringing back all old villains like there's no original villains in this movie it's all old villains we're potentially bringing back to the two older spider-men like what are we doing here are we just taking steps backwards but we didn't you were able to use that and still take major leaps forward Um, this is how you do it it was a totally unique film even with all all those old characters absolutely absolutely i think like people need to take notes like this is how you do you do nostalgia this is how you do it you don't overload it you tell a new story yeah yep this was well absolutely well executed um, it just jumped out of my oh I know the last thing we have to talk about before we leave this subject and go mm-hmm. to Hawkeye is uh, again they took my advice and reached back to a TV character that was watched by millions and beloved instead of recasting by bringing Matt Murdock Daredevil into this film. we didn't even talk about Daredevil oh dude what a gene of course that would be his lawyer like so, of course here's here's the question i have is this the netflix version of daredevil how much of the netflix shows now right. because this is also going to tie into spoiler alert hawkeye oh indeed how much of the netflix material Mm-hmm. specifically daredevil but you know across all those netflix marvel shows right. is canon in the mcu that's what we need to 
learn over the next, yeah. I guess, few shows, few whatever. I think all of it, because most of those shows have some reference to like the incident in New York, you know, that they used to call. They do. And then some of that stuff ended a while ago, like Daredevil ended in 2018. Right. Uh, you know, he's done shots here and there. But I, I just think it's, it's like perfect. Like, why, why not marry those two worlds? Also, again, spoiler alert for, for where we're going, but even though it's not really one of Spider-Man, it's it, it, he, he's a shared villain, but one of the main villains is the Kingpin. Yes. Yep. Because it's such a New York villain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it would be so amazing to find a way to marry the lighthearted PG-ness of Spider-Man with the gritty, you know, blood-soaked R-ness of Daredevil yep. and have them take on uh, the Kingpin. Oh, yeah, that would be great. I think um, kind of looking down the line at some of the stuff that we're going to get, I and there's there's rumors out there on like where Daredevil is going to show up next and all yeah. that stuff. I think the most immediate, I think it's pretty clear if he's back, he'll be in the She-Hulk show. Yeah. Now, the sense. reason why I say that is because um, She-Hulk by day is a lawyer. Yep. And so it would make sense that Matt Murdock would make an appearance um, in that show as well. And then I don't know, you could have like, uh, again, I'm seeing, I'm thinking he could be almost like the, the captain America of the street level heroes. You know what I mean? So like he yes. can show up in Moon Knight. He can show up in all that s- more Spider-Man shows, yes. like anything street level. He could kind of be that that connection Absolutely. between all of them. I just kind of want to know, and I'm hoping that Marvel tells us soon, like, do I have to go back and watch Daredevil oh, on Netflix? Because I stopped. Like, yeah. I watched... S- I watched all those shows, I think, through when they did Defenders. Right. And then I stopped. So I never saw the new season of the last season of Daredevil. I never saw the last season of Jessica Jones. I never saw the last season of Luke Cage because Mm. I was like, they canceled them. So why am I going to watch them? Yeah. Um, Anyways. I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to completely forget Daredevil. Yes, we um, that. Let's quickly talk about Multiverse of Madness in mm-hmm. our segment, Trailer Talk. Trailer Trash Talk. Trailer Trash Talk. There you go. Uh, Multiverse of Madness. Here's the thing. Uh, one, I was disappointed uh, that they used the post-credits, the sanctity of the post-credit to basically just do a trailer. They've done that before, though. Yeah. In other Marvel I, movies, I, it's not my favorite, you know, it's but not they have. Thing. It, there's a history of it. Right. There's a track record of it. So I'm not. I'm not thrilled about that. I feel okay. like you know. I feel like they're they. That, I feel abused. Uh, mm-hmm. because That's fair. I waited, and I'd rather a, a shawarma moment, a useless that. shawarma moment, yes. than a trailer that I that released, like two days ago online 
a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Yeah. Having said that, um, I'm looking forward to it. Although I, I didn't like, I, I still don't know quite what the, what's happening. No, I have no idea what's yeah, happening. I, feel like I, I know, know what's not now. happening. I know it actually doesn't have to do with um, what Wanda did. Right. It's really the he I think it might be directly related to what he did in the in Spider-Man, Spider-Man where he fractured the multiverse and now he needs help fixing it and he needs help specifically from Wanda. Um, but then that leads me to question, OK, he fractured the multiverse doing this spell for Spider-Man. So how does he know that? If he forgets everything related to Spider-Man. Well, like now they're putting themselves in a weird area where it's like, how do you know what happened? Like in the movie infinity war, what are the whole, like the holes that Spider-Man was there? Like, how do you, how do you fill fill those those gaps? Right. Well, there's gotta be some record, some, tangible magical record i think so too it's got to be just a a block right because like one thing that uh, because you know i i'm weird and i like watched the youtube videos on oh what happened and what this means and stuff like that one thing that i found interesting is that for example at the end of spider-man no way home which i know we said we were done talking about it but we're talking about again um when tom holland is going and he's gonna remind uh, MJ that yeah. they were in love and stuff like that and he's, he decides not to she's right. still wearing the necklace that he gave her still wearing the necklace and she's got a bandage on and so what did she just wake up and was like well what the frick right. was all this about right so there's that a- angle of it but I think the other angle like with the necklace specifically is that subconsciously yeah. she knows that has meaning to her so I, I don't know, maybe it's just like a magical block. And if it goes away, then they could, you know, reverse it or whatever. Who knows? I, that's definitely, I'm sure what her thing is. She's going to do something. Some, she's got to add her magic to his mind. Well, they, they hedged their bet a little bit, right? Because they yeah. were like, we don't want a situation that happened last time with Far From Home when everyone was panicked that we weren't going to continue this partnership. In case we're not going to continue the partnership, we're going to draw a line where yep. we can completely we're separate if we out. need to, but yeah. we could also get back in if we want to get back in. Yes. Um, okay, so sorry. Multiverse of Madness. Um, Wanda's involved. Uh, you have um, not Shumagorath, which was the kind of the monster that people thought was going to be in this, but it's a different one. I think it's Gargantuan. I forget the name. It's like that kind of octopus one-eyed oh, monster yeah, 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 yeah. Um, in there. So you get that and you're getting evil Doctor Strange, it looks like. Which is a direct result of the uh, cartoon, correct? So that's the question I have. So that's canon. Is, is it the what-ifs evil Doctor Strange or is it just another evil Doctor Strange? There's so many possibilities. There's so many possibilities but if you do the uh, 
I don't know. I want it to be the what if Doctor Strange because I want to bring the Beyonder into the mix here. Okay. Okay. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Um, that said, I don't know how you reconcile that with the film verse. Like with all I think of they're the- I think the way you do it is you like I think what if is meant to be MCU canon despite right. it being a cartoon. So it's reasonable to say that that Doctor Strange not only exists in the cartoon, but also exists in the larger movie universe. Indeed, indeed. Um, and then lastly, we got our first looks, but never a really full visual of America Chavez, who is a younger superhero character, uh, part of the Young Avengers. That's another, they're really um, laying the groundwork for young Avengers um, with all of the stuff that they've been working on and um, her powers I know are directly related to being able to travel through right. the multiverse well so it makes sense yeah, okay. that she's in this and would be helping Doctor Strange as well alright I'll allow it I just think they need to do some real like expository of course of course they're gonna have to do a whole intro of her but i would argue that lately mcu has had elite level introductions to new characters over over their recent stuff between i think uh yelena's intro in black widow was great i think echo's intro and hawkeye was great kate bishop's intro was great in hawkeye um pretty much all the intros in hawkeye were really good um yeah, so I'm 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 thinking they're gonna do a good job, but we'll we'll see what happens. Um, let's move on to Hawkeye. Let's talk about it. Okay. We talked about the first two episodes of Hawkeye, and then we went on our break. Uh, yes. So we've just seen the finale. I'm assuming and everyone else has seen the finale now at this the point. The world has had to have seen it. It is tremendous. So where before we start, where do you think this ranks in your MCU television shows? In my MCU television shows, I would say this has become my favorite. Oh, interesting. I think this, interesting. Loki, and then everything else. Okay. Okay. I think that's fair. I think that's that's probably... I think mine, you might just flip Loki and Hawkeye, where I think I probably enjoyed Hawkeye just as much as I enjoyed Loki. Okay. But I don't think Hawkeye had as great a moment in it as Loki's moment with Kang. Ooh, I... So that's the only reason... That's what breaks the tie for me is the Kang episode finale. I agree that, yes, that was better. However, there are two things that happen in Hawkeye that combined make it a Kang worthy appearance. Okay. You get, you obviously get, and spoiler alert, we're jumping all over. You get oh, yeah. the reveal of Kingpin. Yes. Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin again. Excellent. Mm-hmm. And 
you get a post credits, uh, and this is a true good use of a post credit scene. Did you see it? I only saw the there was one post credit scene, right? Right, the musical. The musical. Oh, yeah. that is a perfect <laughs> okay. use of post credits. Actually, having the full song, the full song from the yeah, first that was brilliant. That was brilliant. Show, was brilliant, and. Yep. It was so brilliant that it made me want to go see. An yeah, right. Um, I was like, I would watch an hour of this. Oh, my God. Uh, so uh, let's since we're kind of doing an overview of the entire season, basically. Yes. How, how do you feel about going character by character? I feel fine. And just going through. Let's do it. We'll Let's start with it. start with Clint Barton, Hawkeye. What are your yeah. feelings now after having seen the show compared to how you felt about Hawkeye before he got his own series? I feel like they I feel like they obviously with more time you get more ability to give a character depth, but they gave him an appropriate amount of depth. Yep. Because that character and it was like the joke for years he was kind of wasted he was pushed aside he was not paid attention to the ronin thing uh was a little rushed because it needed to be story-wise so to revisit it and kind of understand why he was doing mm -hmm. these things and get all that in the show i i love it i'm i'm a, more of a hawkeye fan as a result of the show than i was as a result of the movies I think so too. And I think like for me, uh, at least my kind of takeaway is of how they did this, whether it was intentional or not, right. is that even though his name was in the headline, yes, he's still, his main role is that as a supporting character, right. not just like a support, like, Oh, best supporting actor. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, his character is literally there to support everyone around him. You know what I mean? He's there to support right. his family and help out his family when his family's in danger, when his wife has an issue and he's got to get the watch spoiler alert for yeah. uh, his former agent of shield wife. Uh, he's got to support Kate Bishop. He's got to do all these things in support of and in service of other characters. Um which I think is the best lane for him. I totally agree. Totally um, Kate Bishop. Kate Bishop. How did they do? How did they do introducing this character who seems like is going to be a major part of them? She's going to be around a while. Sure. Um, yeah. How do you feel like they did from start to finish? From start to finish, I think they did excellent because I, I liked her more towards the end than I did at the beginning, quite frankly. Uh, mm -hmm. I think Haley Steinfeld did an excellent job uh, and we can see where they're going, you know, because at the end she's like trying to come up with names for herself and Hawkeye's like, I have an idea. So she's going to be Hawkeye, I think. Okay. Uh, and take over for him. Well, what's interesting is that in the comic books, and I really like this, is that they just both go by Hawkeye. Yeah. Even so I liked at the end where she's like trying to come up, like she's pitching names for herself. Right. And he's just declining them. Like, I hope that 
they just keep it the same as in the comics because I like that. Agreed. Like they can just both be Hawkeye. Why not? Right. Why not? Like they're just working. You know, they're both Hawkeyes. I think they play off each other very well. I think he plays a grizzled, I'm broken down or breaking down man pretty good. And I think she plays uh, a naive but not innocent person, if that makes sense. Like she's bubbly while being tough. Right. And she, she skirts that line very well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. I think this, like, she was probably, I, God, it's so tough because there are a lot of, like, really, really likable characters in this show yes. that I want to see more of. And um, they could not have nailed Kate Bishop any better. They did such a good job of just creating a interesting, extremely likable, well-acted character um then yes. kate bishop they did a really great job um as far as eleanor bishop goes uh do you think she was convincing as ultimately the kind of villain so much as like she was kind of the reason why all the stuff was going down yes she's kind of the reason all the stuff is going down um and I agree that that was nailed well. Yeah. Do you, do you like that that was the direction they went in? Or did was that a little too obvious? That's the thing. Like, I, I enjoy when things fit, but I don't like when it's, like, just a trope, when it's over obvious. I yeah. would say, I would say that there's not a Marvel fatigue or superhero fatigue I would say that there is trope fatigue. Okay. Yeah, I could. I, I I like that. Yeah, I think that's the problem. Yeah, I I like that. I think you know. I think it was necessary, but yeah. I'm also like, like okay, we got what we needed from that character. I don't really like. We can move past now. Yes. Like they did what they needed to do. Now Kate can move on, and uh, we can move on as viewers. Um, as far as Jack is concerned aka the swordsman the swordsman now how about him how he was used did you like that he was essentially used as like the red herring i I did i kind of did because i was totally ready to see him as a villain uh i was ready to have him be kind of the uh, (sighs) I, i did not see the misdirect coming with vera farmiga eleanor bishop but I thought he was great, and he is a—he's funny. So I'm—I'm I'm ready for season. He was two. fun. You know what's interesting is that, like, it ended up that the you kind of like him. the journey that the characters go yeah. through, like Kate's relationship with Jack, is a similar relationship that, at least me as a viewer, had of Jack. Because yes. at first, at first, you're very, very skeptical of him, right? And then, like, there are the moments where you see, like, oh, he's kind of funny, he's kind of charming, but I feel like he's still up to something. And then by the end, you're like, oh, well, you know what? I'm actually kind of glad that he wasn't a bad guy because I like yes. him. And now Agreed. it's confirmed that I can like him. And it's that's the confirmed. same exact thing that Kate goes right. through. And I like the fact that 
the butterscotch thing that we were right it's like well we were right yeah like it's his uncle like he happened to be over there like i'd have my own monogram yeah, candy in my i would pocket. that would totally grab yes. a bunch of those butterscotches are you exactly. kidding me so um, i'm happy about that echo is another one who was introduced in this series and this is someone this was an important introduction for marvel because we know that uh Echo spinoff show is in the works, which has been announced. This is where I have a problem. Okay. I don't really feel like that she's earned that or the characters earned that. Uh, it's a tough character. She does a good job playing a tough, you know, playing the role well, but I, like, I don't feel like we need this. Like I'd rather have a, uh, I'd rather have a, uh, why can't I think of it? Kingpin spinoff. I'd rather have a, quite frankly, like show me a Jack Duquesne world yeah. or, or show me like uh, the tracksuit mafia, which I guess is what this echo thing will be. But I like, don't do too much. Like focus on like, let's narrow the focus a little bit. Yeah. I, I, I kind of agree with you. I, I liked the character. Yeah. Certainly I kind of wish we got more of her to kind of establish yeah. like, okay, I'm ready to see what's going to happen in her show or even like more of a tease of what's going to happen. Cause at the end we do, but we don't like, right. we get a kind of a conclusion for her storyline. Right. But, it's also like kind of dewy because it's always like, Oh, if you don't see a body, well, exactly. like, so, you know, I, I don't know where they're going with that. And it would and be a terrible if you wanted to Like I, I would have assumed that this would have been a, like a backdoor pilot for that echo series. Yeah. And it ended up kind of not being one. Agreed. Um, so that was the only thing that I don't really think that they, they nailed. Um, in this show and uh, if they if she does end up actually having killed the kingpin that would be a waste uh, of a character because there's would, much more we could do with that yeah absolutely um would you say that there hasn't been a better just group of like what are they called? What do they call them? Red shirts. Tracksuit mafia. Oh, the tracksuit yeah, yeah. mafia in, in Star Trek. The red yeah. shirts. Yeah. Then since since like Star Trek or like stormtroopers from Star Wars. Like, yeah. can you think of a- anything better? Th- like since that, like the yeah. I loved the tracksuit mafia. That was perfect. That's like one eight hundred henchmen. Like dialogue. Yes. 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 They were. They perfect. like they leaned into the fact that okay, henchmen are all ridiculous. Yeah, but like, let's perfect the henchmen. Let's talk about how uh, they were so no one cared about them that she shrinks six of them and they're carried off to a vicious (laughs) and horrible death by an owl owl. who's going to pick at them and kill them and eat them all. I just love, and everybody had a wonderful Christmas. I just love that their company is called Trust a Bro. Yeah, I know, right? It's just so incredible. 
but the shrinking of the of the of the those characters on the truck really stuck with me like i like i actually felt worse about uh kate bishop and and clint barton because like how do you go have christmas now when you just you killed those six people <laughs> in a horrible horrible way that's why they're red shirts man yeah, they're red yeah. tracksuits we're so changing the, the name from red shirts to red tracksuits exactly perfect um Yelena is. has a full storyline in this. She she makes her appearance in episode yeah. four. She's basically in half of this series. Um, what like what do you think is going on there? Because I think there's definitely still um, unanswered questions uh, well, with that storyline because she's told by Val, who's played right. by. Julia Louis Dreyfus, that Hawkeye killed her sister. But then we also find out that Eleanor Bishop is the one who hired Yelena to kill Hawkeye. Yeah. So there's a couple things going on there. Like when did that happen? How how was that how how is that connected? How do those pieces fit? Right. I well here's the thing. Uh, for me, it's all I think it's kind of a perfect match because the connection to this is obviously Clint Barton, her sister's best friend who, you know, she was hired to kill. They worked that out. That's no longer going to be a a problem, but don't you feel that it is Yelena that deserves the spinoff show and not echo? Well, with that, that's no question without a doubt, but, but, Yelena is going to end up, I think that character is going to be doing bigger things than right. just the Disney Plus shows. Like, she's going to be this iteration's Black Widow. Like, she's going to be in movies. Yes. But, all right. Yeah, she's going to be in movies. She's very funny. She pulls off the character very well. Very fun to watch. But, very marvelly. Um, she's doing a great job like doing that job. is perfect like the the banter yeah. between her oh. and kate is okay. just exactly what you want yeah so i just don't know where we slide her into the film i don't know what like he, here's the thing and maybe i'm like really getting into the weeds here yeah. but we have yelena says that eleanor bishop is the one that hired her so presumably yeah Eleanor Bishop could have gone to Val and hired Yelena through Val, right? Yeah. The only thing is the timeline I don't think makes sense because we're in Christmas here right now. You would have thought that Eleanor would have made that hire when she kind of saw Hawkeye snooping around with her daughter, but Yelena is hired like at the gravesite of yeah. Scarlett Johansson, and it's like a beautiful summer day. Right, 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 right. Outside, it's definitely not winter. That's all we know. Maybe it's no. fall, maybe whatever. So, like, we just we just need more answers of like what was going on there. Why was she hired? What was the incentive by Eleanor to hire her, or and or what was the incentive of Val to? knowingly or unknowingly lie about the fact that Hawkeye killed um, Natasha. 
like what why did she do that and like what was what's her incentive yeah. to have what Hawkeye is it killed? benefit right what does it benefit anyone to remove hawkeye right specifically yeah um elena yeah. or uh you know uh, eleanor yeah well the only the only thing would be that uh kingpin knows well everybody knows his identity Everyone knows who he is. Yes, that's strange. So let's let's move on to Kingpin. We got yeah, Kingpin. We did. I was very shocked. Were you? By how he was used at the very end. The fact Explain that he presumably dies at oh, the yes. end by yeah. Echo. I am shocked. Presum- providing that he dies... I'm very, very shocked. And considering all we've seen like of him in Daredevil and stuff like that, yeah. I don't know like how earned yeah. that death was. Like it kind of ended up being like, oh, it was your boss who killed your father. Yeah. There's the pivot. And then it's like, oh, now we have to be like, oh, it's the boss. And like, yeah, we kind of know that she calls him uncle. And one time when she was little, he like brushed her cheek. But that's the only like connection we have of those two. We're like, I don't know how meaningful it really is to the audience that Echo was the one who killed Kingpin after there's countless of other people and a whole Netflix series history of him never being killed. He's getting shot. He got shot in the chest point blank by an arrow by Kate and doesn't die, but she can kill him that easy. Which is kind of, I'm hoping she pops him in the chest and he lives through it, but that's what you got to think, right? That's what you got to hope for. I, I love his performance as Kingpin. I want to see more. Like I was enjoying it so much in Daredevil. I want it around now. So if if they just dropped him in and took him out in those last three episodes, what a terrible waste! And it will make me it will make me angry at the series. So I hope that it's a misdirect and that he's going to come back in some fashion. Yeah, I think it would be a waste too. And I think don't you need him? For the Echo series? Yes. One you would know? think. One would think. Um, I hope that's not the last we see of him, too. I loved that they used the cane. Yeah. Because I don't think they had that at all in the Netflix series. That was great the that he cane. had his patented cane with the yes. big fat diamond at the top oh, of it. That was awesome. So yeah, he, he he did a great job. It was a nice little cameo, but again, it was it was just a tease. Like <clears throat> it was tough for him to really be the big bad. I, I don't think it had the same effect for whatever reason on me that like Kang did. I don't uh, know why. I know they were both kind of like revealed late in each series, but for whatever reason I felt like the Kang reveal <clears throat> had more impact than the Kingpin reveal. I agree. I agree. Even I mean, though we knew both Kang were coming. Is a different type of, yeah. Yes. That could be influencing my reaction to where I know Kang is kind of a higher level 
um, yeah, higher level care villain. But at the same time, like Kingpin is a big, overarching, um, cross title villain as well. He's not just small potatoes. Like he's done some some big things. He's done some major things, and he's been the impetus behind a lot of other major things. Yeah, credit where it is due. Um. All right, man. Well, I think I think that puts a pin in Hawkeye for us. All righty. Um. Anything else? You a, any final thoughts on Hi. Hawkeye? Anything we talked about? I would just throw out uh, a so one of the things that we have come to take for granted now is a an adherence to costume like Marvel has started to move their characters at first towards their original costumes looking like the character and then they kind of got away from it a little bit. And now they're circling back. So I like that Hawkeye brought back the purple costume at the end there. I think that's yeah. a nice touch. I also like that they were meta enough to talk about the fact that he's got a branding problem. And that's yes. why he's like the lamest Avenger. Yep. Yeah. They did a good job. That was with smart. That. Yeah. That, that was, was fun. Um, all right. Well, next episode. Yes. You and I are going to be talking about The Matrix. We teased that a little bit earlier in this teased last episode. Um, we'll be bringing back Rolling or Trolling. And then depending on when we're recording, we yeah. are either going to be doing a preview of Book of Boba Fett or we are going to be talking about the first episode of Book of Boba Fett. Because guess what, Neil? That comes out next week. Prepare yourself, world. There is no lag time between the finale of Hawkeye and the premiere of Book of Boba Fett. Zero. They're just back-to-back Wednesdays, which is great. Um, Until then, we appreciate all of you for listening to another episode of All the Stream. Please, if you are enjoying the podcast, we would love it if you would subscribe rate and review wherever it is that you're listening to the podcast we are on every major podcast platform we are on spotify we're on apple podcasts we're on anchor we're on all that good stuff and we are on neil's fantastic amazing uh, as amazing as spider-man website glued to the screen.com that's glued the number two screen.com neil what do you gotta say to the people stream on everybody